Olá a todos, o 8.5 Bits está aqui em Detroit, no Michigan, nos Estados Unidos da América, onde uh, estamos no evento de apresentação do jogo Detroit Become Human, uh, que sai esta semana para PlayStation 4 em exclusivo. Um, foi também em exclusivo que nós falámos com um, algumas das pessoas mais uh, importantes uh, sobre uh, que estiveram a desenvolver o, o jogo. Uh, obviamente o criador não seria uh, de, de excluir uh, e tivemos a conversa com David Cage, ele que criou por exemplo uh, Heavy Rain ou Beyond Two Souls, jogos que uh, de certeza conheces uh, e que agora vem para uma aventura sobre os androids e sobre nova tecnologia e uh, inteligência artificial uh, em Detroit Become Human. Vejam aqui a entrevista. Well... Uh, Detroit Become Human is a story-driven experience. It's like a uh, neo-noir thriller set in the near future, like 20 years from now. And in this world, there are androids that look, speak, move exactly uh, the way we do. So in this experience, the player is going to control three androids, because we only control androids, no humans. Uh, we will start to develop this sense of consciousness and develop emotions, and they will uh, start to feel you know, feelings and want freedom. So um, what is very unique about Detroit is the fact that it's the player himself through his actions who makes the, the, the decisions and tells the story through uh, his choices. Well, the development of Detroit was much more complex than anything we have done before. It, it's a brand new engine. Uh, it's, um, it's new technologies everywhere pretty much. But also, um, It's also a game that we wanted to be the most branching narrative we've ever created. We wanted a lot of decisions uh, offered to the player and uh, we wanted really the player to feel that he's in charge of the destinies of these three characters and that through his actions he could make, he could tell their, their stories in a very unique way. So depending on how you play, you will get very different stories, get very different experiences. It was also for us important to create an experience that would be thought-provoking and meaningful. It is a game about segregation, it's a game about oppression, it's a game about accepting difference. So um, for all this reason it's a game that resonates with the world we live in and, and that's something that was something very important for us. Well that's an interesting question. I mean it's um, you know video games have been used a lot to create you know to evade and to think about something else and to create fun and or adrenaline etc this type of of kind of entertainment and we wanted with detroit to develop a vision of the medium that would be much more about expressing ideas and talking about very serious matters uh sensitive topics uh we try to do it in a respectful way being you know sincere and respectful but at the same time because we believe that games are as legitimate as films or literature to talk about real-world issues, we really wanted the game to, to tackle this kind of topics. So this is what we test with Detroit. This is the proposal that we make to the gaming community and we really hope that people will respond to this proposal because we believe very strongly that this is an interesting way to develop video games in the near future. I think that games and films are very different experiences. In a film, it's a very passive experience. I mean, when you go watch a film, the film is shot, there is no way you can change it. What is very unique about interactivity is that, as the player, you contribute to create the experience. I mean, the experience changes based on your actions. So it's really interesting because the game is going to be released and 
me and millions of players, we are going to create, to tell a story together. And uh, that's something that can only be done with interactivity. But at the same time, I also believe that we enter a, a, an era where more and more people will want to be active and will want to be a part of the story. They will want to be in the film, be a part of the, of the film or be in the shoes of the main characters. And we can see this through different things. We, we can see interactive TV series appearing. We can see interactive theater. We can see um, VR and location-based VR. We can see experiences like Detroit where you are not just watching, you are really the actor of the experience. And I think we will see more and more of this in the future. Well, the story is told through three different points of view, as you said. Uh, one of the three characters, all three are androids, which was... <laughs> That's Guillaume. <laughs> we need to, to kick his ass. I'm sorry. So, um, the story is told from the point of view of three androids, and that was something very important for me to talk about androids and, and, and take their angle rather than talk from the human point of view. You know, in many sci-fi stories, uh, the humans are the good guys, the, the AI are the bad guys, and we need to save the world by destroying them. And I wanted to change things and, and just imagine what if we were the bad guys, what if we were the declining you know, race, and what if they were the, the next intelligent species. So um, that's really the, the story that I wanted to tell. So it's about these three androids. Marcus is um, serving an old man and they develop a father and son relationship together, but something dramatic will happen and he, will, he may end up leading a revolution of the, the deviant androids to get uh, rights. Connor is a prototype that was developed by CyberLife to help uh, human investigators in cases involving uh, deviant androids. So he's really on the, on the side of human and chasing deviants. And Kara is our third character and she's a, um, she was, she was used as a housemaid and she was supposed to take care of the house and a little girl called Alice. But they will both have to escape together uh, and they have nothing in common. One is a little girl, a human girl, the other one is an android. But they will need to learn each other and, and start to love each other uh, because they share a common dream. It's the dream of being free. So all three characters have different things. Uh, Marcus is epic. Connor is very intelligent and clever and cold and is a machine where Kara is really about empathy and through these three different angles and three different colors, somehow, we tell the bigger story. So yeah, having to deal with a script that is between four and five thousand pages was, was really scary. It was a, a massive challenge just to write it and you know, because when you create branches, it's very easy to create branches and options in a story. Where it becomes more complex is when you have branches leading to more branches leading to more branches. And there's a point where you, you're confronted with such a big tree structure that there is no way you can control the story anymore. It's, it, it may seem a little bit abstract, but actually it's really uh, the challenge that I faced. Um, but then the complexity of the story, of having a non-linear story, reached each area of the development because once it's written then you need to cast more than 300 actors then you need to shoot it's uh, about 360 days of shooting which is really massive compared to, to a film and then you need to assemble all this and you need to test it and you need to film it and you need to light it so the complexity really expands to all areas of the development uh, but in the end um, I really 
think it's worth the, the work because the experience that you create is something like it's, it's like a choose your own adventure book in the old days if you remember that except that instead of having one choice every two pages you have one choice every line so you can really you know make your decisions and get this feeling of telling your own story no game over is something that I always found very frustrating as an experience and in the narrative experience because it's like the story stops because you didn't play it the way it was intended to and and then we uh, you need to play it again and in a story driven experience it really doesn't make any sense so what we did is really um, dealing with death as if it was a, a narrative event it's in the course of the story something bad happened your character died but you know what we have three characters so if one died you continue with the two others it's two dies you still have one alive if you lose all three then you will have a sense of closure and this is the end of your experience but um, we really wanted to give a narrative consequence to death instead of just having a game over screen.